0: We are on the cusp of Pride Month, which means that you are about to be inundated in an absolute deluge of fake news and propaganda. You might have encountered the first big wave of this yesterday. If you happen to see a viral tweet from the New York Times, here's what the New York Times alleged, quote, the president of Uganda signed a punitive anti-gay bill on Monday that includes the death penalty enshrining into law an intensifying crackdown against LGBTQ people in the East African nation. It is one of the world's most restrictive anti-gay measures. That sounds pretty intense, right? The death penalty, just for being a little light in the loafers, I don't care how conservative you are, that seems unbelievable, doesn't it? Well, it is, because what the New York Times failed to mention in its viral tweet What the New York Times does in fact mention in the full article, which very few people will ever read, is that the death penalty is not for just being a little light in the loafers. The death penalty is for raping children. This is from the New York Times article itself, not the tweet, the article, quote, the law also decrees the death penalty for anyone convicted of Aggravated homosexuality, a term defined as acts of same-sex relations with children or disabled people, those carried out under threat or while someone is unconscious. The offense of attempted aggravated homosexuality carries a sentence of up to 14 years. The New York Times is defending Ugandan child rapists to own the cons. Now, call me a hardliner if you like. But I think it is not unreasonable to execute child rapists. Attempted child rape, by the way, that only gets 14 years in prison. If anything, that aspect of the law is too lenient. Uganda has long frowned upon homosexual acts. Uganda is the country, you might recall, that gave us that famous why are you gay interview. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Morning to Why are you gay? Who says I'm gay? You are gay. You are gay. Reasonable, honest people might say that the law in Uganda, which does punish homosexual acts with with long prison sentences, that that might be a little bit harsh. But the New York Times, the whole liberal establishment for that matter, is neither reasonable nor honest. So they misrepresent and they exaggerate and they flat out lie And Pride Month hasn't even yet begun. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. Just a moment. I want to turn our attention away from Uganda, uh, back to what's going on with the LGBT, LMNOP movement here in the United States. There is a transgender fella inviting little kids to get mutilated at his clinic without the knowledge of their parents, this all on video. uh, We'll get to that in just a moment. First, though, how about at the retail side of things? How about at the level of the mainstream open economy? Another company has joined the ranks of Bud Light, Transheiser Bush, and Target, and all the rest of them. Kohl's is selling not just pride gear, which we now expect of a great number. I'm not going to say almost every company. There are still some reasonable companies that reject the modern rainbow. But, But many companies, perhaps even most companies. No, it's not just that they're selling pride gear. They're selling pride baby onesies. Celebrate Pride Month, Kohl's is selling the Baby Sonoma Community Pride bodysuit set. That's only $9.99. What a deal. The description reads, celebrate the joy that comes from living authentically and unapologetically during Pride Month and all year long with this Baby Sonoma Community Pride bodysuit set. Uh, That onesie is sold uh, for babies as young as three months old. The collection features adults and children marching and carrying an LGBT flag, and sitting all together with all sorts of rainbow sorts of gear on. One of the images of this is two men who somehow have found themselves in custody of three children, and this is to celebrate Pride Month, which which shows you why these shops, why the whole culture has to push the Pride stuff onto kids. I know that there are the squishes who say the Pride stuff is just for the adults and we just shouldn't have it for kids. fine for the adults. We shouldn't have it for the children. Transgenderism, fine for adults. We shouldn't have it for children. But that doesn't work because we live in society. So the reason that Target or whatever calls here is going to be selling little Pride three-month-old onesies is not because the the three-month-old is going to identify as LGBT. Soon enough, I'm sure, people are going to claim that that happens. But the reason is because... We've now redefined marriage to say that two men or two women are the same as a man and a woman in marriage, that that's all just marriage. We've redefined having children to say that two men can have a child together, whether through scientific experiments in a test tube or through adoption Same goes for two women. Same soon will go for throuples and all the rest of it. So the onesies, like all baby onesies, are not for the three-month-old. The onesies are for the parents. And if we're going to affirm this radical redefinition of human society, then we're going to have to do it at every level. This, This is the same argument for transgenderism. If we're going to say that a man can secretly be a woman, then that has to be true for every level. It doesn't just magically happen when someone turns 18. The human nature doesn't radically change when you turn 18. So if we're going to accept it, we're just going to accept it for everybody. Now, the people don't like this. The elites love this stuff. The elites are all about redefining human nature and family and politics. There are all sorts of political and economic reasons for this. Maybe we'll get into some of those the further we get into Pride Month. That'll be my little teaser for the rest of the month. But the people don't really like this. And that's why Target lost, what, how many? $10 billion in market cap, I think. Yeah, Target loses ten billion bill in market cap. Transheiser Bush loses 12 and a half in market cap. What's going to happen to Kohl's? I don't know yet. This news just broke. I certainly hope people boycott Kohl's. I certainly hope people force the CEO of Kohl's to resign. I certainly hope that Kohl's loses a ton of money in market capitalization. We need to put these people out of business. The the radical elites who are pushing deeply wrong, false, unpopular views of society and human nature and politics, we've got to put those people out of business. We need to replace the current rulers of society in our political class, in our Financial class, in our cultural class, and the media—we have to replace those rulers. It's not that we're going to lead a revolution and break up the whole system, and our entire society is going to turn to rubble and we're going to rebuild it from nothing. We're not going to do that. We we shouldn't do that. But we very much need to replace who the rulers are right now. Personnel is policy, and all sorts of theorizing, abstracting, revolutionary types—they always want to remake the whole system. Well. One very practical way to do that is just to point out the people at the top, the people who are running the show, companies like Kohl's and Transheiser Bush and Target, these are people who have bought into this agenda. And they've been promoted and they've been credentialed and they've been put in their positions in no small part because they bought into that agenda. We need We need to make sure that they get fired and they don't get to work again in any positions of authority so that we can replace them with people who have common sense and recognize the truth. And then they can start to slowly turn the ship of state and the ship of commerce and the ship of society away from this madness. Now, one way that we are training people to do that is with PragerU. Right now, go to prageru.com slash club five. Our country might be headed in the wrong direction, but PragerU videos could help save the future of America. PragerU makes educational pro-American content that has been changing people's minds for over a decade. Their impact is pivotal in these times. Our friends at PragerU are reaching millions of people with their educational videos, but they've got a long way to go. You can help PragerU reach thousands more people by joining Club 5, that's the number 5, for just 5 bucks or more per month. Go to PragerU.com slash Club 5 now to join. Your gift will ensure that PragerU has the support it needs to be here for the long haul. You know, I host a show at PragerU, which is called The Book Club, new episodes out every month. And I've also been the host of many of the five-minute videos. That's what you will be supporting at Club Five. So what are you waiting for? Join a movement with thousands of fellow patriots in the fight to save America. You will receive a free You bumper sticker, plus an ebook of scripts from PragerU's five-minute videos when you join Club Five today. That is PragerU.com slash Club Five today. You think that Target just accidentally started selling all this weird pride kid stuff? Oh, whoopsie-daisy. It was probably just a rogue VP of marketing, like happened at Transheiser Bush, remember? The marketing executive, Alyssa Herschenfeld or something. She was the rogue person at Bud Light that sponsored Dylan Mulvaney. And the senior executives, they had no idea. And I told you from the beginning, I said, that is a BS line. They're trying to make this girl take the fall because she had some videos that were unflattering of her where she was mocking the Bud Light customer base. And so she was an easy fall man for it. But I said, this went way higher than the VP of marketing, Alyssa, whatever her name is. This goes all the way to the top. Bud Light for years has embraced the rainbow flag. Bud Light is is part of all sorts of international multi-corporation entities that promote this ideology. In fact, Bud Light requires on having a high score from the Human Rights Campaign, which is the euphemistically preposterously named pro-LGBT group to give them a special score that will then relate to their ESG score, which is one of the criterion by which the asset managers, the big institutional investors, determine who gets money and power and influence in society. So this goes back way further and it goes way higher than any VP of marketing. Same thing's true at Target. Target has repeatedly donated to a group that secretly transes the kids. This is the gay, lesbian, straight education network known as GL Sen. It's an entity which helps teachers place LGBTQ books in school libraries and hides their students' so-called gender transitions from parents. This goes a lot deeper than anybody thought. And so if we're going to replace the current elite, we can't accept... the the limited hangout that these corporations and political entities are giving us where they say, okay, here's some random middle manager VP of marketing. Yeah, okay, she's fired or she's placed on administrative leave, but we're going to leave the rest of the executives in charge. No, we have to replace the current elite. Personnel is policy. Speaking of retail shops, moving on from the rainbow for just a moment, Lululemon. Lululemon has fired a couple of employees for attempting to stop thieves from robbing a store. This video went viral. You see a couple of guys walk into the Lululemon store. No, no, no. They're just stealing stuff. The guys have masks on. You can still kind of make out part of their faces. Hoodies. No, no. going in. They're not even running all that fast. Get out. Get now, you got out. some nice, brave Lululemon get employees out. who are saying, get out. They're filming them.
1: Their car?
0: Then they go and they steal a bunch of stuff. Then the Lululemon employees called the cops. And then who Who gets fired? Who is punished? Is it the robbers? No, it's the Lululemon employees. Now, Lululemon Crisis Communications has gone into overdrive here. I'll, I'll read you what they sent out. They don't like this narrative that's shaping up that says that the uh, reason that the employees were fired was for calling the cops on the looters. So they say, no, no, no. Employees are able and instructed to call 911 when needed. Notice that that really mealy math language. Not when looters come in to to rob them. When needed. So yeah, I'm sure that the employees are instructed to call 911 if someone's bleeding out on the floor. But are they instructed to call 911 when they're being robbed? maybe not. That was not the cause of termination in this case. We're grateful that no one was hurt during this altercation. At Lululemon, our people's safety is our number one priority, which includes an absolute zero-tolerance policy for our employees engaging with guests in a way that could put them, put themselves or others in harm's way. We've got longstanding protocols to uphold a safe environment. No amount of merchandise is worth putting our educators at risk. Our educator, They're sales employees. What's an educator at a Lululemon store? Our focus is on continuing to support our employees and create a safe environment for our guests while well, we partner with local law enforcement. Yeah, okay, BS. That is, a, that is such a corporate, mealy-mouthed BS crisis communications response. It's not even funny. So they say, the reason these women were fired is because they started to engage with the robbers. They didn't engage. What do you think? The, the employees jumped on top of these guys? No, they were just filming it, and they said, get out. They said, they, I don't, in not, nowhere in the video do you ever see these women touch the guys. They don't even stand in the way of the guys in the door. They just say, hey, get out. We're filming you. Go away. So they were, they were fired for saying, get out. The, the employees are not allowed to even say, get out to the robbers. Oh, our employees are instructed to call 911 when needed. Oh, yeah, as needed. Well, how do you define as needed? I, I don't buy this for one second. I think that what you're seeing here in the United States is a, a policy of intentional tolerance of lawlessness. And this is coming even from the big retail shops that say, look, if some guys come in, especially if they're black, especially if it's black, you, after the George Floyd eight-month riots, we can't handle, after Starbucks was accused of racism for kicking out vagrants or something like that, we cannot risk this. So if guys come in and they loot, especially if they're black, you, you, you should not call the cops. You should not interfere in any way. That's what I suspect is going on. And the mealy mouth language of that statement, which leaves that possibility wide open, it seems to me to uh, underscore that view. There's a line that the libs love to use, and it was a line popularized by Martin Luther King. And the line is that, injustice anywhere, is a threat to justice everywhere. And that line is totally true. That is a great line. The Libs have no idea what it means because they don't know what justice is because they reject the idea that there is an objective moral order of good and bad outside of human construction. So they don't have any idea what justice is. And if they do, what they advocate tends to be injustice. But the concept remains true. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere because as injustice is tolerated, it expands. Bad men begin to exploit the toleration of injustice and then cruelty and disorder spread all around. And this is bad even for the people who are promoting the injustice because imagine if that Lululemon store had been in a more conservative locale with more conservative employees. Maybe some of them were carrying a weapon. And these guys walk into the shop to steal a bunch of sweaters or whatever Lululemon sells. I guess they, doesn't Lululemon sell those really tight pants? Whatever these guys were stealing, they come in and they're going to steal some hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. And then an employee who's had enough pulls out his gun and blasts him away. That could happen. That sort of thing has happened. There was a video that we played on this show just some months ago of a guy walks in in one of these crime-ridden cities, and he throws a bag on the counter of a T-Mobile shop, as if to say, run the cash register, give me all the money. And he nonchalantly walks around the shop. He brandishes a gun, but he he clearly just says, okay, give me all the money. I'm just going to take this money now. The guy turns his back, and what happens? The clerk happens to be carrying, blasts this guy to kingdom come. That's obviously an injustice for the store clerk to be threatened with a gun and put in that situation. It's an injustice to the community to have to deal with all of this crime. But it's even an injustice to the guy committing the crime. Because the guy committing the crime has been led to believe that there will not be any consequences for his actions. That's what happens when we tolerate this kind of injustice. We tolerate it anywhere. We have a threat to justice everywhere. Now, speaking of political aggression, there's a study that has come out And you know what I think of studies. I think they're pretty much all bogus, but I will happily cite them when they underscore my pre-existing points of view. And this study, which was just published in the peer-reviewed journal, Current Psychology, again, I think peer-review is pretty much fake, but I'll cite it when it's convenient, shows that people with narcissistic or psychopathic tendencies are more likely to strongly endorse left-wing aggression against authority. According to this principle, individuals with dark personalities, psychopathic traits, narcissistic traits, are attached to certain forms of political and social activism, which they can use as a vehicle to satisfy their own ego-focused needs, instead of actually aiming at social justice and equality. And this specifically focused on left-wingers, that all of this is especially true of left-wingers. And this is obviously correct. The reason it's correct is not just because left-wingers are bad, mean, nasty people or anything like that. It's because of the nature of leftism and because of the nature of conservatism. The left is more tyrannical than the right. And the reason that the left is more tyrannical than the right is because the left is less reasonable. Not that the left, they've got a lower IQ, not that they have a less serious education, all of that might be true. But putting that aside, Leftist politics are, is less reasonable than right-wing politics because leftist politics increasingly in our age rejects objective truth, rejects the moral order rejects the primacy of reason in politics and focuses instead on the primacy of will, often to the exclusion of reason. Leftist politics manifests as people screaming and shouting in the street, you get up out there in the street and you push back on them and you yell and you go to their homes. That's what it's about. That's not how conservatives behave. Because conservatives view politics as primarily a matter of reason which we can then discern using our faculties of reason we can discern general principles of justice and then we put them into action using our will which we bring into align with our with our reason this, there are two two ways of viewing the law and and this is also increasingly clear today The left-wing view of the law is that the law is whatever 50% plus one of people say the law is. And actually, because we don't live in a particularly democratic society anymore, the law is whatever some apparatchik at the EPA says that it is. The law is whatever the people in charge can force upon us, even through sheer tyranny of will. That just is the law. And if the law changes and one, one day the law says one thing and the next day the law says the opposite thing, doesn't matter. Both are equally valid as law. The right-wing view of law is different. The right-wing, the conservative view of law, is not that it's primarily about an imposition of the will, but that law is a matter of interpretation. That law is not something to be constructed, but to be discovered. Because there's a positive law, but the positive law derives from the natural law. That the the positive law derives from background principles of justice, which we can discover using our reason. It's not that it's wrong to commit murder because 50% plus one of the people say it is so. It's wrong to commit murder, and we the people, through our faculties of reason and our moral conscience, can know that. All people actually can know that using our reason, and then we enshrine that in the civil law. Those are two fundamentally different visions of law, and those are two fundamentally different visions of politics. And one of them, the conservative vision, is much, much more reasonable. And the left-wing vision is much more narcissistic. It's about the imposition of the self. And it's, it's much more psychopathic and tyrannical. Now, when you want to look good, even in our desiccated age, you've got to check out GenuCell. Right now, go to GenuCell.com slash Knowles, K-N-A-W-L-E-S. Do you know that our friends at GenuCell have upgraded their most popular package to feature their top-selling deep-firming vitamin C serum plus ultra retinol moisturizer with natural retinol alternative? Right now. You can take advantage of this limited time package upgrade for 770% off. Why waste time and money to go get work done to your face when you can get Genucel skincare shipped right to your door? Here is a genucel.com review from Robert in Blessing, Texas. Quote I purchased Geniusell as a gift for my girlfriend. She said she saw the results so fast, her skin is noticeably softer and smoother. I can see and feel a difference too. She was already beautiful, and Geniusell has made her more beautiful. You might think that Geniusell is just for ladies. Actually, frankly, probably slightly more men even than women. Get it. It's just wonderful. It'll help you look better. Geniusell's secret is a family recipe for over 20 years. Makes it safe for all skin types and perfect for both men and women. Also, the founder of Genucel is this great Coptic Christian from Egypt who fled Egypt for the American dream. So right now, head on over to Genucel.com slash Knowles. Try Genucel's most popular package for 70, 70% off, featuring both Genucel's Ultra Retinol and Genucel's Firming Serum. Get a complimentary Spa Essentials box with every package order, plus free upgrade to priority shipping. Genucel.com slash Knowles. You might have been one of the tens of millions of people who watch Netflix's hit show Making a Murderer. If so, you're going to love Daily Wire Plus' new exclusive 10-part docuseries with Candace Owens, Convicting a Murderer, coming this summer. Whether it's exposing BLM or certain fallacies in the healthcare industry regarding COVID, Candace has never been afraid to challenge the narrative. She will find the truth wherever it leads. When Candace found out that key facts may have been omitted in Netflix's series, she set out to uncover the real story. Behind the notorious Stephen Avery case. The end result is convicting a murderer. You will not want to miss it. Right now, there's never been a better time to become a Daily Wire Plus member. Sign up now for Convicting a Murderer. You will receive an early bird discount of 25% off your Daily Wire Plus membership when you use code TRUTH, T R U T H. You will also get all of the other premium content from Daily Wire Plus, including The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, What Is a Woman, and the largest collection of content from Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Join now at dailywire.com slash subscribe to become a member. And when the truth comes out, you will be able to see it. Now, there is no greater indictment, I think, of our understanding of truth and law and justice and the way society is supposed to work than the modern elite university commencement addresses. In the 18th century and 19th century into the early 20th century, the top universities, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, their commencement ceremonies would involve graduates making arguments and giving speeches in Latin, Greek, Hebrew. They would have disputations. They would have extemporary discourses on broad questions of metaphysics, on the nature of the soul, on the nature of the human person, on the nature of the good. Now, the commencement ceremonies at all of these schools, up to and including Harvard, involve Hollywood stars and comedians and entertainers giving glib speeches about nothing. Enter into this milieu, Tom Hanks at
1: Harvard over the weekend. We are all in a cage match, mixed martial arts battle royale, with agents of hubris, apathy, intolerance, and braying incompetence, the malevolent equals to Imperial Stormtroopers Lex Luthor and Loki. And we could all use a superhero right now. The language of telling the truth. It is the, in the vision quest for truth, that we look to you newly incorporated members of the Justice League of Avengers to come to the rescue. For the truth to some is no longer empirical, it's no longer based on data, nor common sense, nor even common decency. Telling the truth is no longer the benchmark for public service. It's no longer the salve to our fears or the guide to our actions. Truth is now considered malleable by opinion. And by zero-sum endgames. But the truth, the truth is sacred, unalterable, chiseled into the stone of the foundation of our republic.
0: This is a guy who thinks men can be women. This is a guy who thinks that babies aren't babies when mommies wish that they weren't babies. This guy, lecturing us, about the sanctity of the truth, scolding us for having people in our society who think the truth can be malleable. This is the guy who, in his practical views in society, does not acknowledge truth whatsoever. And he doesn't even know that. I am quite confident Tom Hanks is not in the least conscious of the contradiction between what he's saying at Harvard and how he behaves in the world. Part of the reason I'm confident that he's not aware of this is that he's giving a commencement address at Harvard, and the most soaring rhetoric that he can muster is about superhero movies. He doesn't draw on literary figures... Allegories that have existed in our culture for millennia, deep philosophical principles. Is it Harvard? Harvard's supposed to be a good school. The, the deepest wells of wisdom that he can find are Marvel movies. That's probably true for many of the graduates in that audience, too. Probably true for many of the professors in that audience, too. That's Harvard. That's supposed to be one of the top schools. How on earth are we supposed to have a serious society grounded in truth if these are our elites? I'm sympathetic to Tom Hanks's I think sincere longing for a society grounded on truth and justice. He just doesn't know a damn thing about any of those things. And unfortunately, neither do any of the other members of our ruling class. Which is why we need a new elite. And the new elite ought to be drawn uh, according to the desires of the common people much more than from the current elite. Because we're in this weird place today where the common people, you know, the hoi polloi, the unwashed masses, they get things a lot more than the current elite do. Target and Transheiser Bush and all the rest of them who want to trans the three months olds they've lost the plot. And the common unwashed people who don't have fancy degrees from Harvard generally, at the very least, they know you shouldn't trans the kids. At the very least, they know generally that babies are babies. That's where the support for a new elite is going to have to come from. Now, speaking of Harvard law people, speaking of Harvard, Harvard undergrad too, I think. Chuck Schumer, I believe, is a double Harvard graduate, tells you everything you need to know. Chuck Schumer is very, very upset that the MAGA Supreme Court is attacking the environment. The Democrat leader of the Senate, Senate Majority Leader, says, quote, This MAGA Supreme Court is continuing to erode our country's environmental laws. Make no mistake, this ruling will mean more polluted water and more destruction of wetlands. We'll keep fighting to protect our waters. This in response to a Supreme Court decision on the EPA's authority in regulating certain properties, and Schumer's furious at the MAGA Supreme Court. Now, the Supreme Court right now is 5-4 or 6-3, conservative versus liberal. Depends on how you classify Chief Justice Roberts, who is a big squish. And he often sides with the libs, but he sometimes sides with the conservatives. So however you cut it, it's a majority conservative court. But this decision on the EPA, on the regulation of these wetlands, it was a unanimous decision. All of the court's liberals backed the decision here to say the EPA does not have jurisdiction to regulate these particular wetlands. Does Chuck Schumer not know that? Harvard Law graduate, he should probably know that. Senate Majority Leader, he should probably know that. Or is he just lying? Does he just feel that he has to be dishonest He has no reason to be honest here, and he's just going to lie, truth be damned. Probably the latter. Well, that's not going to instill a lot of confidence in our systems and institutions of government, right? It's always Chuck Schumer who's preening and whining, the January 6th people, they're undermining our belief in in our sacred elections. This is the same Chuck Schumer, who stood outside of the Supreme Court and said, we're coming for you, Justice Kavanaugh. We're coming for you, Justice Gorsuch. That was, of course, before uh, a liberal tried to assassinate Justice Kavanaugh at his home. That was before the conservative justices had to leave their homes and flee because a liberal leaked a Supreme Court decision in Dobbs to try to gin up an attack against the conservatives. That was was before all of that. But this is the same Chuck Schumer who lies about what the Supreme Court did. But now they preen and they whine and they say, oh no, the the terrible threat to our institutions of government. They don't care about this stuff. And so uh, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. When these people lie and they misrepresent and they exaggerate, they're following their own lights in that they don't really believe in any background principles of truth and justice. But that is going to compromise our stable society everywhere else. Now speaking of Harvard Law... Graduate politicians. Ron DeSantis is running full steam ahead for president. And Governor DeSantis has narrowed in on what I think is his most potent attack against Donald Trump. And this is the attack.
1: I think he did great for three years, but when he turned the country over to Fauci in March of 2020, that destroyed millions of people's lives. And in Florida, we were one of the few that stood up, cut against the grain. Took incoming fire from media, bureaucracy, the left, even a lot of Republicans, had schools open, preserved businesses, and so Florida since COVID has outperformed virtually any state in the country when you look at all these significant metrics. I mean, we're booming. We've got people moving in here. Uh, wealth is coming in here. And so I think when people look back, you know, that 2020 year uh, was not a good year for the country as a whole. Uh, it was a, a situation where Florida st- started to stand alone. So I think that that's important contrast.
0: This is a potent argument. And the other thing that DeSantis is going to do, you can see DeSantis is a very smart guy. The other thing DeSantis is going to try to do is he's going to try to take positions to the right of Donald Trump. And he is going to hope, and his campaign is going to hope, that Trump takes that bait and, and takes positions to the left of Ron DeSantis. you have seeing this on issues like Disney. Trump is now saying, I would have had a deal with Disney and we shouldn't be chasing Disney out of Florida. Now, maybe Trump would have been able to work out a deal with Disney. He's, he's a pretty good deal maker, But that position looks like he's to the left of Ron DeSantis here. And so DeSantis is going to try to scoop up more of that GOP base. This is not a totally different strategy than the one that Ted Cruz pursued in 2016. And it didn't ultimately work for Cruz. But don't forget, Ted Cruz came in number two. Practically speaking, he was the number two guy there. Had things gone a little bit differently in certain states, including Florida, Ted Cruz would have been the nominee in 2016. And it's a very different playing field right now in 2020, 2024, rather. So this this could work out for Ron DeSantis. Trump needs an answer to turning the country over to Fauci. I'm not convinced that that any other politician in the world in Trump's position would have done all that much better on COVID. But he's going to need an answer here. The the challenge for DeSantis is that there's just so much ground to regain. Trump has been running for so long. He's raised a lot of money. He's way, way up in the polls. But this is a potent attack. There's still a lot of time until the finish line. And so Trump needs to come up with an answer, I know everyone. You've got some pundits who are just seem like they're essentially working for DeSantis at this point, and you've got some pundits who seem like they're essentially working for the Trump campaign at this point. And everyone's getting very angry, and there are lots of people saying, "Why can't DeSantis just drop out and wait his turn? Why can't Trump just drop out and endorse DeSantis?" Guys, they're big boys. They're big boys. Trump's got thick skin. Ron DeSantis, he's a bulldog kind of guy. They're big boys. They can take the hits. And then the process of the primary will force both of them to move to the right and force them into positions that will be harder to back away from in a general election. And if they are elected president, it's going to force them to clarify. It's going to force them to look within. It's going to bring up uh, distinctions between the candidates, uh, not even just on the issues we're all talking about now, which is transing the kids. We're going to hear about that certainly for for Pride Month, probably for the rest of the campaign. But on issues like trade, are we getting some, some distinctions here? A choice, not an echo on issues like trade, on immigration, on foreign policy? That's what we're going to get in a primary. It's okay. They're big boys. They got thick skin. They can duke it out. Now, you know, there's another candidate who might be running. That's right, baby. We've all been waiting with bated breath to find out whether we're going to get sunu new mentum in 2024. You have said that there's a 61% chance you will ultimately decide to run for president. <laughs> what factors would lead you to decide to not get into the race? What, what would keep you back? So I, I got to tell you, the one thing I'm, I'm looking at is where can I be most effective, and both in terms of, of making sure I can be a good governor. I still have a 24-7 job. I'm one of the few people that I still very much focus on my state, and the state's in great shape, so that's good. We're going to hear a decision in June. Is that Do I have that right? Oh, I, I think very soon. I, I don't do coy very well, so when I, when I start doing something, I'm 120 percent in. So uh, I think you know, pretty soon it, we'll, we'll make the decision, probably in the next week or two, and, and we'll either be go or no go. For those of you who don't know, Chris Sununu is the governor of N- New Hampshire. Probably many of you don't know that because he's not a very prominent politician. This campaign seems like madness if he's actually going to engage in it. In order to be the nominee, he would need Trump to die. I'm not even going to say he needs Trump to be arrested. Trump could get arrested. Trump would still be the favorite in the, in the <laughs> nomination fight, even if he got arrested. Okay, it would probably help him, actually. He would need Trump to die He would need DeSantis to just totally jeb out. He would need him to completely fizzle in a way that is generally unexpected. Even then, even if both of those things happened, Sununu, I think, would still need Vivek Ramaswamy to collapse. Because Vivek is on the rise. He's obviously way behind Trump and DeSantis in the polls, but Vivek is that left field candidate who nobody expected to jump in, who's a self-funder, who's extremely intelligent, who's got a much more populist streak to him, certainly than some of the establishment politicians. So I think he'd still need Vivek to fall apart. I don't think being the governor of New Hampshire is that much more of a recommendation to be president than being an extremely wealthy businessman with popular ideas. Even then, even if Vivek somehow dropped out, I think Sununu would still need Chris Christie to drop out. Because Chris Christie is probably going to run. I've been somewhat joking, somewhat seriously saying that Chris Christie could have a, a real moment in a 2024 race because Chris Christie does the liberal establishment part of the GOP stuff way better than Sununu does. Chris Christie is that Northeastern governor. He checks that box that Sununu checks. But Chris Christie was way more prominent. He's way more likable. He's way funnier on the campaign trail. He's kind of obnoxious in the way that Trump is, in a way that is actually somewhat endearing. But his policies are anodyne enough to the liberal establishment that they won't totally hate him in the way they hate Trump. So I just, what's the lane here for, for Chris Sununu? Probably the lane is to just run for a little bit, get 1%, maybe 2% in in the polls, then drop out, endorse a candidate, hope that candidate wins, and then get some kind of a position, an ambassadorship or a staffer position or even a cabinet secretary. My favorite comment on Friday is from Ozzy Crosby, who says, unlike Jeffrey Epstein, Bud Light actually did hang themselves. That is so, so true. As we await Pride Month, it's now, what, the 30th? We've got one more day left in pre Pride Month. Then we'll be into Pride Month. It'll be into post Pride Month in July. Then we can prepare for August. No, I'm sorry, September, which will be pre LGBTQ History Month. October will be LGBTQ History Month. November can be post LGBTQ History Month. And then, and then we'll have half a year of Pride. There is a, a surgeon, a physician, I guess, who. Don't know all the details about this individual, is pro-trans, would appear not to be the most effeminate person in the world, who is sending out a message to not specifically to children, not explicitly to children, at least, to all people who can't access gender-affirming care, states like Texas, to come on over, and this person will perform the procedures.
1: Oh well, such, Tiffany, hope you're doing well. I need your help. Um, with the recent uh, laws taking in effect in Alabama and the ongoing uh, war against uh, trans individuals in Texas, many places in Texas have stopped doing gender-affirming care, and Alabama has ceased entirely because they don't want to go to prison for 10 years. Anyone who can make it to Shreveport from those two areas is... Always gonna find Safe Harbor here, 201 Market Street in the heart of downtown at Urgent EMS. I am Dr. Tiffany Nyberg, I'm a board-certified physician, been in practice for 18 years, and I will take care of you. I do gender-affirming care. Anyone who sees this, who knows people in Texas, please share this with them. If you know people in Alabama, please share this with them. Safe Harbor is here, I've got your back. So, and I do do pediatrics, okay? I love you, stay safe. Notice,
0: this physician never explicitly invites children to come to the clinic. Simply says, hey, if, you're, if you want gender-affirming care and you can't get it in your state, come on over here because of terrible laws in Texas and Alabama. So conservatives seized on this and said, oh, well, look, this person is inviting kids to secretly go have sex procedures without telling their parents in, in this guy's clinic. And the Libs said, well, no, he's not talking about kids. What are the laws in Texas and Alabama and from all these other places he's specifying? The laws don't prohibit adults from getting the transgender mutilations. The laws are all about the kids. Very telling that this person does not specify the kids, though, because the only people that he could be talking to are kids. These are the only people that would be affected by this law. But he has enough sense to realize that it's extremely creepy and weird and wrong to make a video saying, hey, little kids, come on to my clinic and I'll chop up your genitals. (laughs) So he he knows that that, that's going to look terrible. So he says, hey, if anybody needs this, then you just come on over here. Who's anybody? Anybody is 12-year-olds. Anybody is minors. They know that this is wrong. That's why they've got to hide this stuff. That's why they've got to speak in euphemism. That's why they've got to back away from what they are doing. Even even they we're living in this crazy world where the libs pretend that everything is just socially constructed, including sex, including gender, including all of society, including the law. It's all just made up. It's it's just whatever we want it to be, man. And then the conservatives are the ones who come out and say, no, there is objective reality. We should perceive it. We should interpret it. And we should should, uh, live according to that reality in our society. And even the wildest of the fringiest of the most radical libs, they know that some things remain true. They know that it's creepy for an adult to invite kids to secretly have sexual procedures without their parents knowing in another state. You're sex trafficking kids at that point. They know that. They they know that the, the gods of the copybook headings persist. They know that the laws and the background principles of justice persist, whether we want to pretend they do or not. Today is Tune Tuesday. It should have been Music Monday, but we were obviously off for Memorial Day. So it'll be Tune Tuesday. The rest of the show continues. Now, you don't want to miss it. Become a member and use code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S at checkout for two months free on all annual plans.